She's April. And she's Molly. And we are embarrassed by you. The <laughs> book besties. If this is stupid and you built it up like this, I'm just going to be mad at you. He's a muggle. We haven't talked about Twilight in a long time. It made me think of Yosemite Sam. Oh my gosh, your patience, zero. <laughs> April loves it. We're not on any topic. <laughs> zero topic. Good job, Tom! Yay, Tom! <laughs> <laughs> You don't like my Yosemite, Sam. What the fuck, Molly? <laughs> Your husband just had a sneeze so loud we heard it on the second story. And I thought he was screaming, fuck. It made me think of Yosemite, Sam. Have you ever seen those, like, memes about... Like, <laughs> haven't you ever seen those memes about, like, dads ag- aggressively sneezing? Like, I don't know at what point... My like, granddad was like that. It's just... My dad is like I don't. Expect, I don't expect... Men our generation to be in the old man phase. Like, and I'm not saying this to pick on Tom. I love Tom. It's just, it startled me. I was concerned Tom about his Tom has been in the old man phase since before I met him, like for sure. We, yeah, that's true. I but mean, no, I've known him long enough. I should know that by now, yes. I don't know at what point in men's lives they like decide that they have to sneeze aggressively. <laughs> oh, and it's not just the sneezing. Like, farts. Like, my kids will complain about a daddy fart from the second story. He will be upstairs in the guest bathroom brushing his teeth, and you will hear a fart through the door. Fortunately, and the girls go, go, in unison, Daddy! Fortunately, Tom does not do that. Um, But he does snore so loud that you can hear him a floor below. Menfolk. Yeah, yeah my, my my Matt's that way too. But yeah. I think Matt needs a sleep apnea machine because he stresses me out. Like, oh, Tom for sure does, but he won't use it. Um, so I got then, bangs. You did get bangs. I like your bangs. I don't. They're know. very like 2012 Zoe De Chanel. Yeah, like, but is that the they are very Pinteresty, and I love it because I was never brave enough for them back then. Yeah, but I I kind of regret I, them. Every time I cut bangs, I'm like, maybe this is not for me, and then I no, do it again. Cute. I feel like I, I don't look like, like Eddie from me. Stranger Things. and I'd... No, it's cute. It's know. cute. It's better than what I look like. I look like, I will actually share in our stories what I look like. I had to rock the, the bowl cut a lot of my childhood and that had bangs and it makes room. Okay, but, okay, but childhood Molly, this is not, this is not the no, Molly that's I, on the pod. I have... I'm not talking about looking bad as a kid. I'm talking about, I think I look bad now. No, you don't look bad now. I've always looked bad. I'm bangs. probably just going to grow them out and go back. Photographic to evidence. I like it. Oh, speaking I of like bad it. photographs, my kids got the their photos back for fall for school pictures. Oh, no. James has chocolate all over his face and looks like he's afraid. Like, he looks like he's scared. Like, somebody jumped out at a haunted house and then took Whoa. a picture of him. And Sam is looking like this. Like Sam is contemplating life. Off to the side. Like, where am I supposed to be looking? They're like quite, those, like, like, they think there's going to be a picture up here of, of, uh, of James like the looking at him. Like, they're quite literally the worst pictures that my kids have ever taken, like, in their entire lives. I'm so deeply disappointed. Ah, no way. So, I had bought them, so now we have to do retakes. But anyway. Mm, it happens, man. Um, 
Yeah. You want to talk about this week's book? I guess. I mean, that's what we're here for. <laughs> this week's book is a Molly pick. Of course Midnight it is. Garden. Of course it is because it's historical fantasy. So it's not going to be an April pick. <laughs> this book rose to its fame during the height of the pandemic. Okay. Um, it was all over the socials then. You know, it's always, um, I can't ever find it at Barnes and Noble. Like I've tried this, to go and buy it there more than I got once. This on Amazon. And they're like, oh, we're sold out. So it's For definitely Target? popular. It was, it's also a book club book. It's a Chloe Lucas. Who the f- what guy? I don't fucking know. I probably should Chloe something. I probably shouldn't question it because apparently I'm this spitting. person is famous That's enough good. to have a, a book club. We don't have I'm a book spitting club. when I talk. We don't have a book club. But a we book besties book club would be awesome. That's not what our Patreon is going to be, is like a book besties book club. Oh. Where we only do a book with the book besties. We definitely should start a Patreon because husband said that he would do like his quick he's do his own takes on our books and like we can make him read romance novels could and- you imagine like five minute quick takes from him on like uh, uh what the heck was the one with the fish town that we were the romance book what with the, oh it happened one summer one? it happened one summer imagine a quick take from tom about what happened one summer listen he'll probably never admit it but i'm gonna put him on blast he before we met he was reading like sci-fi romance like he likes alien porn he'll probably never admit it but one time he gave me this book like, i know what i'm getting him for christmas you totally could i know what i'm getting him for christmas the alien babysitter nice. <laughs> um no so sherilyn kinnon kinnon um she writes mm-hmm. sci-fi yeah. and um with uh, a romance romance to it. right yeah so he gave me one of her books and I didn't know the, what it was. Like, I didn't know the author and I didn't know the genre. And I took it They're to- interesting. I took it to work with me when I was still a teacher. And we had silent reading time <laughs> every day. And, like, I was sitting there reading it. I, put I know where this is going. All of, a, all of our <laughs> staff was supposed to put uh, what I'm currently reading in our signature of our email. So I had already changed my signature to that's what I was reading. And then I got to the first sex scene and I was like, <gasps> I'm in a class full of 10th graders. I need to change my signature. Oh my gosh, what is happening right now? This is not okay. Alien porn. Why did you job Tom porn? Good job, Tom. Yay, Tom. <laughs> um, I was so deeply It's like embarrassed. something out of a sitcom, dude. <laughs> I was so deeply embarrassed. At the time, you, I really I couldn't even imagine just like at the time, I hadn't even read a romance book that wasn't cut to black. So I was like, oh, my gosh. And you turned red real fast. Well, yes, I do. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry to divert. So last week, I made a mistake. And if you didn't read this in the description, last week, I um, our author's name, C.L. Polk, is that correct? Yes. And oh. I went on her website. She prefers she or they them um but, but she, she does use she her right yes. but the preferences for they them um they are non-binary so right. we want to be you know respectful of that uh um of course self-description right right um and i also describe them as african-american and she's are, they are uh 
black Canadian, so black Canadian, not African yeah. American. Um, We're so all I over the to, place. It's fine. I just wanted to offer that suggestion that that correction because like we don't want to offend anyone here. Absolutely, like, we're not, not here for that. Um, Molly and I do a lot of um, diverse reads, and we want to be inclusive um, across the know, board. Across I the mean, board, we're we're allies and a part right. of the Alphabet Mafia, and right. we right. We're here for and you we guys. have plenty of friends who are alphabet, alphabet mafia, mafia, as Molly calls it, and we have plenty of friends who are parents of LGBTQ kids, mm-hmm. and so we are allies here. So we are the team, man. So we're going to read um, their book. So yeah, all right, all right. Give us the synopsis, Molly. Before I lose my mind, yes. Okay, it is bargaining season again, and Beatrice Claiborne wants nothing to do with it. However, her father has put up all their family's fortune into finding her a husband. Mm-hmm. She wants only one thing, to take on a greater spirit and become a thornback slash mage. Her father will never allow this. He's even collared her mother, which mm-hmm. we'll get into. A collaring is like mm-hmm. the women from having magic. It's fucking awful. Anyways, so this, her father will never allow this. So she hunts for grimoires in secret. Um, this is how she meets Iante, Iante, and Yiz, uh, Isbetta, Isbetta, Isbetta Levine, daughter and son of a very wealthy trade family from another mm-hmm. Um, like Beatrice, Isbetta wishes not, wishes to just take the great bargain mm-hmm. and be left alone. She has no desire to be part of bargaining season. And he wants to skip marriage altogether. Yisbeta wants to, like, make magic accessible for women. And it's a really cool thing what she wants. Mm-hmm. Magic in their time is for children and men. And women are mm-hmm. to give this magic up when uh, they're no longer deemed children. And it's time for them to procreate. So mm-hmm. 16, you know, when they bleed, you know, because mm-hmm. that's appropriate. Um, men that are who are gifted with the talented become a part of like this chapter house thing and become mages um with magic marriage and mischief what's the worst that could happen in this book i mean it could be poorly written and awful <laughs> it's not poorly written and awful deep breaths my friend deep breaths <laughs> Still not the best, the worst book I read this year. So, <laughs> starting at the beginning, my first question: historical fiction, fantasies, not a genre you love. We no, all know this. But you this still is keep picking it for some reason <laughs> because I love it. Damn it! Um, did this pass the April test? Okay, look, this book had a lot of potential. I'm, I am going to say that I really liked the feminist twist on the whole thing, like. Um, literary criticism is one of those like snooty things you have to study when you're an English major. And so I don't know if you had to do it. Technically we're literary critics, technically. Huh? Technically we're literary critics. I mean, mean, we are, but that's not really what I mean. I mean like the different types of critique and things like that. Like, did you have to take that as a creative writing major? Okay. So I did too. And um, I always liked the feminist um, perspective on books. That's one of the ways I align myself my husband's mm-hmm. gonna hate that, but I, it's the truth. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I liked that aspect of it. I was like, "Cool, People we're gonna have a whole yeah. thing where women are being oppressed, specifically because they've been basically bargained for, um, and that the only purpose they have is for procreating, making more 
matches, right? Yeah. And so, and and particularly, they want more males. Yeah. Um, God forbid we'd want females. And the interesting thing is, exist. Right. Right. And the interesting thing is, I kind of wish we were doing this book next month because we're reading The Duke and I, which is the first book in the Bridgerton series. And, um, I just finished the audiobook for it, so I'm actually a little bit ahead of where I need to be right now. But um, it goes really well with that because that's, you know, um, the regency time frame, regency season that was yeah. basically, you know, courting season, getting married, things like that. And that's what bargaining season is, except it's got a magic twist. So there was so much potential here. So but much. I just didn't like, I didn't think Beatrice was a likable character. I actually thought her motivation motivations were not even anywhere like they weren't really good. Um, and they were selfish. Very, they were. And, and it was different. Isbetta wanted to like better the opportunities for women. I mean, Beatrice Beatrice wanted to help her family. She wanted to help her dad. She wanted, because she didn't want to get married. It didn't have anything to scared. Right. She's what her mother's going through. It didn't have anything to do with her wanting to better her family. It mm-hmm. had to do, I mean, she that would have been a result, right? But yeah. what she really wanted was not to get married. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the lovely twist of, well, she starts falling in love um, with Isbetta's brother. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Uh, Iante. Iante, right. So now she's falling in love. So what does that mean for her? Like, you know, Iante is the opposite of what she thought she wanted, right. but he's, but he's also the opposite of every man in that world. Right. He actually listens to her. He's yeah. listening to what she has to say and why this is grossly unfair for the women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was so much potential here, but I just felt like the, it didn't hit the mark. I thought that the climax of the book and building towards the end, she threw it away or they threw it I, away. I, I have big feelings about that. And I, 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 and I'm going to push on that a little bit more when we get deeper into the questions. And uh-huh. I have a theory about that. But that ending is a throwaway. It's, it, a, throwaway. It, it's a throwaway. This book is another <laughs> book that could have been a series. Yes, absolutely. That's actually one of my questions. So we're oh, going to well, talk good. about that. So we'll I fucked up. Normally we read each other's questions ahead of time, but <laughs> I did not read these. So these are all surprises for me. And I yes. might be a really shitty co- um, It happens. Co-podcaster um, with you this so- week. What did you think about Polk's writing style? Like her use of verbiage and her her voice is different here because yeah. we're not getting first person. They talk about Beatrice in third person, even though it's Beatrice talking. It's very weird how it switches. Right. POVs. I mean, it didn't really bother me, I think, because I was reading it as an audiobook and not yeah. a physical book. But I think as a physical book, I'd have been like, what? What? Fuck? Fuck. Yeah. what tense is this? What? What is the point of view? We changed um, This is the lot. first book I've read by them, so I'm not sure if this is normal. Right. Um, they are definitely a very popular book. Right. They are very popular uh, uh, fantasy author. Very. Fantasy. Yes. And I guess, I guess... <laughs> this is probably me just really wanting us to stop reading all this nonsense and start reading romance again, but <laughs> I just needed someone to bang in this book. <laughs> and then I probably would have felt better about it, but that was 100% off limits because, because the girls, of course, because the girls, of course, had to remain pure, pure. and virginal, but you know, the boys yeah, because, you know, diddle whatever they want. You know. Right. Right. Um, like Midnight Circus, Polk has created a big world here. Huge world. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we've learned in this short book, in this mm-hmm. pretty thin book, we learn about this whole massive world, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have problems with this. Like, 
bell ringing big problems with oh, it. Oh, wow. Interesting. Um, I personally believe she is grand crammed too much into a single book. This book, this world mm-hmm. screams to be bigger. It screams yes. to be a series. It screams yes. for this to be divided and i think that's why the ending which i want to talk about at the end when we get to that question right. why the ending feels like a throwaway because i feel like they were trying to get everything yeah well that we had the same complaint about midnight circus right that could have yep. been a duology you could have done two that's books of midnight circus yes. and it would have like flown flowed together better i feel the yeah. same way about this book i want a second book and it's not because book. i particularly enjoyed the book i mean i right. don't hate this book it, it's, it's definitely just, not even close to being a bad but it's book. like it's like um i see it i know what you're doing i want to be in this world you got me in this world like, mm-hmm. um, during the picnic lunch for specific, like, specifically, okay, we're mm-hmm. in this huge-ass picnic lunch. It's obviously this big-ass event that happens all the time. This right. is an annual thing. They, right. bring, they, they, they jump horses. They, they, I mean, somebody came to set up blankets pre-beforehand. It's right. a big damn deal. And right. And gloss over it. Right. Like, we are so into... Well, because the focus is more on... The story. The, the other guy, too, right? right? right the other right. guy who's and, going to try to... And Which needed, also, his motivations were so stupid. But <laughs> we needed... Yes, we needed those conversations. We needed mm-hmm. that villain. We needed the, the stuff between her and Yisbeta and all right. the other couples. And I right. wanted to see that whole thing play out. I wanted to sit there and have her describe the lawn, have her describe right. where they are. Tell me right. about where they're set up. And, right. I, and I think, and I'll talk about this when we get to the Duke and I, that's the difference between that world and this world. I feel like in the Duke and I, I'm in that world. And while I have a toe in this world, right. I can't put my foot into it. I can't fall into it. Well, I mean, it's historical fantasy. So it's borrowing enough from like right. history. Right. But right. I, I just feel like this book would have been better supported by a second book, by a duology. Exactly. I don't think it even needs to be a trilogy. Like, it just I think needs you need to, it just two needs books. A second book. This because, could have been and I know we keep saying we're going to talk about it towards the end, but like, honestly, the ending was just Isbetta throwing a tantrum. Like, it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't exactly. really an ending. No. Um, and and it wasn't I think, even a, it wasn't a climax. No. It wasn't and a I climax. Think you needed, it was the center of a book. It was the center of this book. It was. You needed Eonte to have more time to actually get on board to what Beatrix Beatrice well, I, was 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 proposing. That you abandon the system that has worked for centuries. Right. Like that he doesn't just it doesn't matter that he loves her he's just not all of a sudden gonna be like oh sure that's a good plan right we'll try something else right um and i needed more information about why their countries were so different and because isetta and iante are from a different country and, and the way that they do why are these this country the bride why is this the bride outcome? Well, I don't think that iante was actually there to find a bride i but think isetta was, was just Therefore, Isbeta was there because of his friend. It just, um, 
And you're but, telling me he just instantly fell in love with Beatrice. All the other uh, he boys. He loved in, her from the time he saw her in the shop. Like, which the makes bookstore. zero's fucking sense. It, 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 she is a country girl. She mm-hmm. has been described as air quote plain. She is mm-hmm. not anything that yeah, is, but that is the, any of these other boys. That's the cliche, Molly. It's the cliche. It's the, it's the, she's so plain and simple yet she, you know, it's, it's, no it's the Bella Swan. It, it's, that's what it is. Perfect. Perfectly to my next question. Perfectly to my next oh, question. Good. We haven't talked about Twilight in a long time. <laughs> I'm going to pull a season one question out on you. Oh gosh. Is she a good heroine? Is she a heroine? Let's just Oh, ask that's question. a great question. Gosh, is we she a heroine? Wow. Um, no, I, I don't know. Yes I, and no. I think it that's is. That's what I think. Split. Yeah. So I don't think her motivations make her a heroine. She wants to do this because she doesn't want to get married. She Period. wants magic for herself. That Fact. is that is it. In that way, in that regard, um, Isbetta is more of a hero because Isbetta doesn't want to get married because she wants to make things better for all of the women. Facts. But then uh, Beatrice ends up being a hero because of what happens in the in the epilogue, right? It's so like, we know. It's like she grew into a hero and we missed the whole par- process. Yes, which is why this needs to be two books. Like, I can't say that enough. This I, book needs to be a duology. Minimally. Um in this question, I have a couple things I want to break down. Um, one, these are my defenses for and against, which I'm contradicting myself, I know. Okay, well, um, that's all right. The first thing that, like, makes us feel like, me feel like that she is both uh-huh. is her relationship with Naughty. She stays loyal yeah. to that spirit till the very end. She right? does. She does. Yeah. And that is like a, a, a talk about loyalty and friendship and trust. She trusted her, you know, her, her, her magic. She trusted Naughty and she trusted the process of this whole thing. And I think and that she, kind of. She God. legit was worried about. Uh, what would happen to Naughty? Conjuring yeah. a, a, a greater spirit because yeah. she didn't want to lose Naughty. She's like, seriously, um, what happens to you? Like, you good, bro? <laughs> and I mean, I did like, I have to say, since you brought it up, I did like that twist. Yeah. That the way that they become greater spirits or that the way that they summon greater spirits is not um, a midnight bargain, which is no. basically Addie LaRue, which was yeah. like, okay, great. Bullshit, I didn't like whatever, Addie LaRue yeah, either. Um, but, uh, it wasn't that it was about building a relationship with mm-hmm. a lesser spirit and then you give them the opportunity both of you to grow. Great, yeah. To be a greater spirit. Um, right. I think her one figuring out code breaking and teaching Isabetta she the code breaking. Isabetta. Isabetta well, she told, co- well, she told Isabetta how to do it though. Yeah. Uh, she did tell Isabetta how to do it. Well, sort of. At the end, when she's like, when she realizes Isabetta has said the name of the book, yeah, she's like, she's like, I didn't really tell her that name, so she must have actually been listening and she figured it out. So, and then she spent, she figured out how to find books on her own before Isabetta even came along. Right, right. So, I mean, those few things kind of make it a pro and a con at the same time. Yeah, just, I just feel like. What do you feel like? I don't know. I feel like it should have been two books, but yeah. Um, I just I feel like 
Beatrice, um, the, the reluctant hero trope is not something I hate. Like a lot of times I like it. I like right. it. Like we just last week we had but a I don't fabulous think that guest. Was we Holt's had point. No, I don't think it was either. But last week we had a fabulous guest, right? So we had Kendra Thomas, who's written yes. the Granted series. Oh, and if you've not, go read it. Fuck. Go read it. it. Go back and listen to our episode. Her final book in the series comes out in November. November. Um, and Seventh, so, I think. huh? Seventh. I'll put her website in the links. Yeah, for sure. But her hero is also a reluctant hero. Yeah. And but with that's that different. Book, better, with that book, we were like, yes, we're here okay, for give it. it to me. Yeah. But I just don't. I just, Beatrice isn't the character I want to know more about. I want to know more about Isbeta. I want to know more about Iante. I, I don't, Beatrice isn't it for me. I feel like we don't know her. Yeah. And you should know your main character by the time you're done with the book. There are more scenes that I feel like if it, I was an editor, which, okay, I'm not, I'm never going to be an editor. I'm never going to be a I mean, I've tried writer. getting you to be my editor, but that's. I'm not going to do that because I value our friendship. I um, love you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, if I'm an editor, I've got an author and I'm, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that they never, that they don't usually write series, that they write standalone fantasy, yeah. which isn't common. Okay. What isn't common Especially because you need to world build. Right. World building takes time. But I, I would really have encouraged them to, for this particular one, there are about five or six scenes that you could have added in, and then this could have been two books. I would have killed to be a fly on the wall while she was making this book, because the throwaway scenes, the scenes that aren't in here, yeah. the stuff, there is... There's just so much more to this book. There's more potential than what actually was published. And I like the book. It's not that I hate the book. It, it, well, we're reading next month. We are for, for the first this, time reading. Not this. It should be two of them. Not one of them. Right. Next month, we're reading fairy porn for the first time, right? So right. we're reading Akatar, And those books are motherfucking long. And there are four of them. Yeah. Like, you have to build the world. You have to build the world. It's, it's not I mean, enough to rely on the fact that this is historical no. fantasy. And so therefore Regency era, we should all know what that is. It's not enough. No. I never really understood what the chapter houses were other than basically these like, like clubs there's where guys practice. Clubs. Yeah. Where boys learned magic, there's but I never really, I never really understood yeah. it. Right. Because we weren't getting the inside of it. Right. Right. Because we I needed with, that Molly. Yeah. I needed that. <laughs> In Some the chapters from Yante's point of view or something. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was third person anyway. So hey, hey, Polk, we like you. We're like fans and all that jazz. Like, um, just like a few extra chapters on the website would be cool, bro. Like, <laughs> real cool. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Um, in the beginning of this book, Beatrice and Yisbeta are both under the impression that they must pick. Love or magic? Yeah. Um, what are you picking? Like, if you're them and in this world and in this situation, what are you picking? Well, I feel like that's a hard question because I am deeply in love with my husband and I would pick him over almost anything. Like our marriage is my number two priority. My relationship with God is number one. And then my marriage is number two. And then our kids are number three. And that's very number one. But yeah, sleep's number one. Staying alive. You know, number mm, one. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get uh, it. Matthew but, Biggs and I are down. He's yeah, like, so my guy. 
I am deeply in love with my husband. So I would love tends to be, and I'm also a hopeless romantic. So that would be the way, but again, I really like the feminist perspective in this book, which is that, um, there's something that is powerful in women that's being stifled. And anytime that that happens, I'm angry about it, even in a fictional book. Oh yeah. So actually this has been coming up. So I have a Sunday school class that Tom Mm -hmm. and I are in and, um, we do, we're doing, um, the story right now, which is, a, a basically it looks at the old Testament and how it connects to the new Testament. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting way to study the Bible, which I've never done that before. I promise there's a point in this isn't religious based. Okay. You're fine. <laughs> um, but, uh, our, our class a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about, um, the, like David being a King, but he was born he was the youngest of many siblings and he was just like the little runt of the litter essentially. Mm -hmm. But the story that was leading up to that was a story about a town in which women were bartered for a number of cows, which is not a Bible story, but it's a story that like he was using to relate to the Bible story. This is why I'd be burned at the stake. But see, that's because I make the face. That's what I'm saying. I'm literally sitting in class and after the video was over, Everyone was silent for a couple of seconds. And then the men started talking about how many cows, like they'd be like, you were worth more than 10 cows. And I just looked at Tom and he, I was like, don't, don't, don't even, you dare. I don't want to know how many cows I'm worth. I'm it's- mad that this has ever even been a practice. Um, and, and Tom knows better. <laughs> he knows that there's not, he's not going to even comment because he knows it'll be mad. Right. And, and that's the same thing here. Like this, I I love that look at magic, right? That the women are only good for one thing. We need mm-hmm. them to be powerful enough to make us more powerful magicians. Yeah. And so we are going to stifle something that is already deeply a part of them. Yeah. That take on it was You're really taking a piece of away of them. Right. So I would like to think that if I lived in this world, I would totally shun marriage and I would be like Isbeta and I would be like, how can I make this better for all women everywhere? <laughs> I'm about to say something awful. And <laughs> I don't know. I'm not prepared, I don't think. <laughs> Hold on. I'm if this is stupid and you built it up like this, I'm just going to be mad at you. <laughs> is the author. <laughs> We've lost her, folks. <laughs> is Polk. Comparing marriage to losing a portion of yourself in this book. Is she going, marriage is like change? Sure. Like, because the collar is a metaphor. It's like a shackle, right? It's literally something they Mm -hmm. put around their necks. And they go from being in color, right? Vibrant, Mm -hmm. feeling the world to mute it yeah she actually talks about when she had it on um like not feeling normal like feeling like something was off honestly to me it sort of felt like um because we've talked about this before i have an anxiety disorder i've tried a lot of different anxiety meds because you never know what's really going to work i was just gonna say this is what ritalin feels like and some of them are so numbing like you can't feel yourself that's exactly what ritalin feels like yeah ritalin is putting this gray haze and yeah yeah, that's how it was when I tried Xanax. I felt 
I wasn't myself. I was not. That's what everybody says about Xanax. They feel blank. Well, it does work for some people. It really does. But for me, it just took all of my personality. Like anxiety is not my only personality trait. Like I'm more than that. Um, And it took all of them. So that's what, to me, it felt like what she was saying when you, when the women were getting married, then they were Mm -hmm. basically losing themselves. It's just. And. And the thing was, that's why I wanted more to know about Isbetta and Iante's country because they weren't doing that to the women there, right? So they were still making them wear the collar, but not as long. And I'm going to say something controversial. I mean, I always say controversial things. I know that. But I think flashbacks would have helped here. Oh, I think so, too. And I don't think that's controversial. I think this is, again... Well, you know how I feel about flashbacks. Well, but, and they don't bother me. But I think, again, that's what I mean by there's, like, five or six scenes that could have been added in to make this two books. That scene of her mom mm-hmm. putting the collar on her and telling her that she wants... I wish we could have flashback to her, like, having a memory of her mom remembering her call, Like, her having a blank memory of like when she was little, little. And, and I don't feel like that would have been hard because it was in third take person. Her, <laughs> and like her mom takes her collar off and yeah. does sort of magic. And she just remembers being in awe of her mother. Right. And then looking at her mom now who's holding this collar and she's just this muted person. I think showing like that transition and then her putting on the collar would have gave us this huge sense of panic for Beatrice. Mm-hmm. Huge sense of panic. It would have changed... I- the way I'm, we felt as readers. I'm questioning myself right now. Was it really in third person? I think it I was in first person. Oh, man. Isbeta's eyebrows pushed together, but Beatrice leaned towards Isbeta. Oh, her voice so low it is third. carried to her ear. I want magic, Isbeta. Not to escape is. the marriage color. I want the life of a thornback daughter. Secretly aiding. Yeah. It is third person. Yeah. So we could have done that. We could have had the flashbacks. We could yeah. have had more information about the Seriously. other countries and what they were doing. There was more world world building that needed to be done here. And even and if she didn't want to write a duology, she could have just lengthened this book and it still would have been better. It would have. Okay. Also, so- I would have liked somebody to bang. Come on. Okay. So... Molly's like, okay, moving past yeah, that. I, I, I know. You love sex in a book. You love sex. You love sex. Sex, 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 sex. April loves it. Oh, my gosh. Listen, people. <laughs> you just made me sound like a whore. You're married. Yeah. You can love sex with your husband. You are not a whore. I didn't call you a whore. Next question. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I do not think my friend is a whore. I think she has a healthy appetite, and I am proud of her for that. And she is embarrassed by me, and I need to shut the fuck up and move on. Oh, my gosh. Please. (laughs) You know I love you, right? I'm starting to doubt it. (laughs) This – there is a conversation about family here. (laughs) And siblings, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you brought this up, actually. Yasbeta and Anne, Beatrice and Harriet, both sets of parents. Like, there's a topic about control and family and, mm-hmm. like, power dynamics. Yeah. Um, and, like, what control our parents give us versus what they have versus what they don't have. Like, right. sense, like realistic control and unrealistic control. Right. Um. Like, for example, Yuzbeta has all of these things in her name. Her ship, 
her, like, but it's her mm-hmm. whole dowry. So right. it's like this sense of control, even but though it's she, not. it's not right. right? And her parents give her the sense of control without actually like giving her stuff. Right. On the other side, Beatrice isn't getting any control. Beatrice right. doesn't get to make plans. And it's just, it's the same reality without being the same reality. And that's very interesting, I think. Yeah. I also, since you didn't mention this one, it's the same with her mom and her dad. So yeah. Beatrice's mom um, has magic and her dad doesn't. Yeah, her dad is just—he's a—he—he's a squib. He, well, I don't think he was actually born into a no. magical family, so no. I, I guess I don't, he's not a squib. He's a muggle. He's a muggle. <laughs> Muggles. Um, but he—they fell in love, and yeah. so she, and she would, could have she picked, gave up her magic bad. basically for him. Um, but now his only bargaining chip is the fact that he has two daughters who are born to a magical. And I don't know family. if she was really in love because every time. She said something to Beatrice about her dad. She goes, he was such a handsome man. He was such a handsome man. I think she loved him. I think it all changed the day that collar went on her and she felt what really was happening to her body and that stifling feeling. I mean, it was enough so that she would disobey her husband and send uh, the key to Beatrice's collar to Deontay so he could help free her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was enough for that. Right. So she obviously, like, hated this shit. And I I don't think we had enough of Harriet in this book. Mm-hmm. I think Harriet was... She could have been their Jiminy Cricket. Their Mushu. You know? Like, <laughs> it, it, Isbetta and Beatrice kept getting into all this trouble. Mm-hmm. And Harriet could have been this little sneaky sly oh we were just doing x y and z because she knows so much about bargaining season this girl could have like yeah changed everything but instead beatrice kept pushing her sister aside and well i think she was protecting her but what ended up happening is harriet is just too immature and so she She threw her sister under the bus facts well she was also worried they were scared but that she wasn't a child. Wasn't um, Beatrice 18? So is uh, her She's sister like was 16. 16. Yeah. They made her sound very young in the audiobook. I don't know. Which the, the narrator for the audiobook was not bad. Like, yeah, I thought that they, that, that she did a really good job um, coming up with voices for everybody. She did. Oh, this audio, especially with the, yes. with the accents. Yes. Um, I have a couple checks here for this question. I want to go over. So we talked about the collar a lot, uh-huh. right? And is Betta's mom when she, we're talking about this scene a lot, but it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, is Betta's mom like <clears throat> is trying to make her feel better about this collar? Look, your mom, father even had the sigils put on the inside for you. Not like, like, so you're not embarrassed, right? It's not mm-hmm. as embarrassing that you're collared if the sigils are on the inside and not the outside. It was very um, demeaning, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not that bad. We're just going to turn you into a, a baby making factory for some man you have no fear. Yeah, but I think she was doing that to try to ease the her mind yeah. but she made her wear that collar early so she would know yeah. she'd be giving up there's so i don't think that that was honest i think that was clever trickery there's a conversation about loss of power in family dynamics too here especially with um 
with not just Isbetta and her mom and uh-huh. and like the ship and but Beatrice and her father. Every every like step either daughter made was this pulling of breaking that familial chain mm-hmm. and and the power struggle between the lead parent in this story versus the disgruntled bad child shows a chink of that chain and that scene at the end is like a cutting of those ties yeah. Like the, that gangplank was like this metaphor for, for, you know, power. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. as soon as they walked up that gangplank, they gave up the power to the kids. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. But I just don't think that Isbetta went around it the right way. She literally sounded like a toddler throwing a tantrum. Definitely. Definitely. Like, um, we talked. It was very much like Ariel in The Little Mermaid. I'm oh. 16, Dad. You can't tell me what to do anymore. I'm not a child. At, I looked at a boy on the water and he was pretty. So I'm marrying him. Except the opposite because his beta was like, fuck that marriage bullshit. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and the last notch on this question I have is actually Clara. Uh, Beatrice's that was the, the maid. maid. The maid. Yeah, right. It was like. She turned to find out she was hiding things from Clara, but Clara was ride or die. Like, mm-hmm. she ride was. or die. And also, I have beef. Why is it in all of these fucking books, Clara is the name of the maid? Can we not come up with any Regency era book where the maid's name isn't Clara? I'll try. <laughs> yeah, because I know you're doing it specifically. I, you fault. specifically, exactly. You are behind every author yep. as they're writing, and go. Yep. Don't forget to name the maid Clara, and then right. you go to the next author and the next yep. one, and that's how you spend your days. I've made it my mission in life. I mean, that's why you're so tired all the time. Is you're jet setting. <laughs> It has to stop. I wish that's why I was so tired all the time. (laughs) I mean, it's really putting us behind on pod. Could you stop? (laughs) How many languages do you speak now? Uh, 20 at least, right? (laughs) If you're trying to stop all of the authors. (laughs) Sure. I only remember one phrase in German still from four years of German class, which is, which means, Oh my goodness, Mrs. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was going to be about beer or the bathroom. And then the other thing I remember is Ausdame Finster because that was always her response, which means out the window. Her class was on the second floor. (laughs) And every time I'd say, Octave Meine Gute Frau, kind of honored, she'd be like, Ausdame Finster. (laughs) Out the window. (laughs) That's all I got. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. <laughs> you got to thank Frau Ciccolani. That woman was a badass. She was recruited <laughs> by the CIA because she spoke German and Russian in the 80s. So, Dang. Yeah. Homegirl's probably in a think tank somewhere now, huh? She Well, she passed away, but she used to say she used to say that she gave up a life of being a spy so she could teach all of us fine children and then laugh maniacally about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's scary (laughs) she was amazing (laughs) i bet she scared the shit out of the football players she was was an amazing teacher anyway (laughs)
Totally off topic, but that's okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, while we are on the topic of family. Oh, we're not on any topic. <laughs> Zero topic. We're just fucked. Anyways, while we're talking about the families, let's talk about the three, three parts of this book. Money, power, and status. These okay. three things play a major role in how their worlds worked and how they make all the choices. Did you think Polk is making a statement here with this focus? Um, I may need you to repeat that because my brain shut down. <laughs> can, you, can you try she's, again? She's, it's 1997. She's back in I, German class. I sat <laughs> down my fidget and then tried to listen to you and my mind was like, nope. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. <laughs> I don't know if ADHD is able to be caught, but I'm pretty sure I caught yours. <laughs> Through, Through Wi-Fi. Through Wi-Fi. <laughs> Congratulations. It is the first internet-based illness that has ever been contracted. Contagious case of ADHD. <laughs> And it's all connected to you, Molly Biggs. You! The audacity! <laughs> oh off. my gosh, your patience, zero. <laughs> We're doing this when our children are home. We are literally doing this because our homes are quiet. <laughs> Except for my husband's loud sneezes. <laughs> I think we've lost all sense of control. Can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. What in tarnations? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. I give up. Reset. <laughs> oh my gosh. While we are on the topic of family. <laughs> oh my god. I'm going to come right back. You, <laughs> you took a, a laugh break. Do, 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 April's gotten her shit together. I sang you a beautiful song. Christ. While we are on the topic of families, let's talk about the big about three big parts of this book. Okay. Money, power, and status. These three okay. things play a major role in how their world works and how they make all the choices. Do you okay. think Folk is making a statement here with this focus? I think it's the same. I think this is the same question as the marriage one. Okay. So I'm so glad you repeated it. <laughs> I don't think it's the same question. It feels that way to me because the money and status are all tied within the same thing. It's bargaining. Who but gets the best power woman. isn't money here. Power is actual power. It's magic. Uh, but not you about say that. But who has the most money and power? The, most, the magicians, right? The people that have the most magic. But that they're all tied together. Fine. Moving on. <laughs> I don't want to argue. <laughs> I'm not trying to argue. No, I'm just a trying podcast to... where we're both on it. If you refuse to engage in discussion, it's not about a discussion. It's about if I'm even right right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, and I think you're right. So I'm going to move on. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Do you think the author is making a statement about modern day politics with this book? 
Sure. Mirroring women's that, rights. Hazel yeah. and Chestnut, right? Like mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like, I I think that there I think there's an argument that can be made about about But that, it's more sure. of an underground movement, more like uh suffrage and the right well, to vote and less about modern day, I think. If I can find the article again, I will send it to you to put in the description. I, but okay. um there was an interview with with the author mm-hmm. and they talked about how m- fantasy has always been political. It has. And I mean, there are a lot of people complaining about now, right? The new Amazon hashtag not sponsored series. That's Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. There are so many people like, when did Lord of the Rings become political? It just always has been. Bro, it's, it's always has been. about the one ring to rule them all. <laughs> so it's literally always been about politics. I don't know like, why this is new. Hobby. Like, why are you, like, surprised? <laughs> and when people say the same thing about Star Wars, I'm like, it's always been about politics. The people in power were the bad guys. Like, they talk about that in one of our favorite books, Red, White, and Royal Blue, right? Mm-hmm. Henry says you don't have to be an idiot to recognize that the Empire is bad. Like, right. <laughs> He knows. So I'm sorry, but that anyone that no. questions that is wrong. Like fantasy is always like that. Sci-fi right. too. I mean, they're, they're political. Always gonna, I mean, it's hard not to mirror, right? right? It's right. really hard not to see, like take Star Wars, for example. Oh, look, the bad guys have a big bad weapon that nobody else has. Okay. The right. U.S. and nuclear bomb. We get it. Like right. it. Well, and, and if people say, well, Kids fantasy isn't like that bullshit. Harry Potter is 100% political. Nazis. They're literally killing people who do not have the same powers as them. Nazis. It's ridiculous. So it's Nazism, yeah. I mean, fantasy is a great element for escapism, but it's always going to be wrapped in some reality or it's not going to be accessible. Because it's in our brains. Everything it's in our brains. Right. It's right. ingrained in us. Right. Okay, where were we? I don't know, but we are probably close to the hour mark. <laughs> we are. Um, let's talk about the ending. Okay. Finally. Beatrice's father gives her to the bad guy, right? Yeah. And the only reason Which the bad guy wants her because the other guy wants her and he wants his sister to fucking marry the other guy. Hey, it doesn't fucking matter. Her friends help her escape with escape, yeah. the help of her mother the dressmaker and her maid. Right. Um, they leave the I house. The maid was totally a poor. The maid was kind of like. She was just okay. like, what the fuck's going on? I guess I'm in. So I'm they in. run away. They run away, right? To back to Eonte and Isbeta's house. Isbeta's like, you got to help me make the bargain now. Like, uh-huh. I have no more time. We're out of fucking right. time. Right. And he's like, no, we need to eat first because you got to eat. Because eating's important with the great bargain. I don't fucking know why. He well, never because that. we never understand what's happening in the chapter house. No. So, so, um, but then Isabetta disappears and like she runs off. And the next thing I know, they're all making the bargain somehow and they're fighting this demon, whatever. Fuck, move on. And then they all become, but what I'm getting to at this point is for Beatrice to make the bargain, Iante had to make the bargain. The right. two of them were bonded during that set, like structure. Right. Like they're. Right. Somehow, it was more of a marriage bond there than them ever getting married. On and this book honestly could have pushed into that. I truly think so. I think that could have been the whole second book about how you have to take the 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 great bargain with your partner. It makes you both big 
musicians. Makes you big musicians, that. you know. But I think musicians. they explain that. Ayante told her that in the chapter house, it has to be two people that go in together to make the great, great bargain. It's one person that already has a greater spirit, and it's the person who is going to be getting the greater spirit. Right, but and it's always did. two men. So but I think they never already, had. He's never. Neither of them had had the big great bargain. He All had. He had, had he? A, he had a greater spirit. Yeah. I thought he hadn't taken it yet. No, he had, and um, that greater spirit, like, is the one that reaches out and saves her on the That's horse. That's right, over in the horse. Okay. Yeah. I, for some reason, thought he, I was misunderstanding that, because I thought he hadn't taken the bargain yet. No, he had. She hadn't. And I don't think, it, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's not really explained if Isbeta now has a greater spirit, even though I know she, like, picks up, like, the shadows that are left of that spirit. Yeah. But you have to have formed a relationship with a right. lesser spirit oh wait maybe yante hadn't taken the great bargain yeah i don't think he had but he had a relationship with a lesser, lesser spirit, spirit like she did right but it, in the chapter houses it's a man that has a greater yeah right right but, um but i don't understand if like is beta ever actually then got the greater spirit she out did of that. she did she did okay. but she had no bond with them she had no so bond it makes no sense like right, right. Like it makes no sense. We're supposed to be bonding with them. That's the only reason that's Beatrice how they get to keep. That's how they become greater spirits. Right. And that's the only reason Beatrice got to even keep Nani, Nadi, right? Like it's because she had it. Right. So how does Isbeta uh, uh, make this great bargain with a spirit she's never spent time with? It makes yeah. no sense. It doesn't. And it also doesn't make sense that he sticks around. But now that I'm thinking about it, she did keep him because it was the knowledge thing. And then we learn at the end in, like, the, okay, so they run to the boat, right? Uh, and is Betta's willing to die in the water versus be saved, which is going to be married, but okay. And then they all run, to, they make it to the boat. She's the captain. I'm the captain now, blah, 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 blah. Parents fight with them on the gangway. They big wedding at the sea. Happy ending, happy ending. Magic magically fixes pregnancy. We're moving on. Um, we both agree that this is a big, right? Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. ending was a throwaway. It was a throwaway. There's, I, I, we could have suggestions here. We could tell the author what to do here. I'm sure the fans feel it. I haven't read good read, but it just, <clears throat> the rating there's on Goodreads more. From is the it, um, it's Google rated, says 3.5, 3.77 on Goodreads. It, it it's it could be a five star. This book had it. Uh, mm. it. Okay, you tell me about it being a throwaway. Tell me what you think and where you're feeling and all that jazz. Because I mean, I think I've already said it. I just think there's more to it. The whole tam temper tantrum on the yeah. boat was complete nonsense. And I would have liked to have more of like their relationship. Like, I think that there there was a bigger story to tell. There was. Even if you didn't want to make a duology, even if you wanted to have a standalone, fine. Make this more. a huge S book. There's you plenty of huge S books. So you right. needed more. It's just not it. It was because just too. I edited. don't believe. I don't. Be I mean, I want to believe that they love each other, but I just don't believe that Iante would abandon his entire belief system for her. Like, there's been nothing to suggest like, that, like, yeah, that's worth it. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, she wasn't going to abandon her belief system for him. It. it, it it just has plot holes. Yes. It has plot holes. And 
it's just missing too much. Uh, final question, April Goodreads. Um, I pulled it up because I knew you were going to ask me, and I actually rated this a two out of five. Okay. We've had worse. We've had better. And my first sentence in my review is, this book had all the appeal of the Regency era marriage season with none of the romantic, sexy updates Bridgerton created. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) That's how I feel. (laughs) All right, let's talk about next week. All right, so next week week we're reading this book, We Were Liars by E. Lockhart. Um, and I picked this book because I thought Molly would enjoy it. So that's what we're talking about next week. I didn't enjoy it. Fucking destroyed me. Are you fucking proud? Yeah, actually I am. And then we're going to wrap up the month with the Mary Shelley Club by Goldie Magalski. I just started this today and oh boy, is it addictive. Um, it's a YA, um, mystery thriller. um, In high school somehow? Mystery thriller, but it's more... Um, it's more spooky reads than anything else we've done this month. I, I picked We Were Liars because I thought we were going to do a spooky reads month and I was trying to be like spooky adjacent. Know. Yeah, it's spooky adjacent. Um, but anyway, uh, that's what we've got coming up this month for, mm-hmm. to wrap up the month. And next month we will have a special guest, our friend Francesca Zappia, Chessie. Uh, yay, Chessie! And she's not coming back to promote one of her books this time, although she's we will talk hang. about a book that she has coming out next year, but she's actually coming to read one of her favorite books with can us, you believe which- that somebody likes us other than katie guys <laughs> it's amazing it's wild right listen we have other fans okay it's not okay. fans friends we have actual friends <laughs> i want people to know that <laughs> maybe um <laughs> shut up <laughs> um anyways so yes yeah, so we're very excited to have chesie back again next month and to read um station 11 with station her, 11 which is a, a favorite of hers it's also a favorite of mine and molly hasn't read it yet and so i'm very excited to i'm not looking forward to it it's i've started and stopped that, like my jam, i've started so. and stopped that book three times well that's nonsense i can't believe you've done that i know all right so well that's that's all i have do you have that's anything it. nope You're the host, bip, bip, so. bip. that's all folks did it did it Fuck you, Molly. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Hey! We haven't had one of those in a while. I love you, April. And you good too. to see your face. Till next time, gang. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was The Midnight Bargain by C.L. Polk. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins, editing by Thomas Watkins, and music is Sleep Sweetly by Brigida. Don't forget to follow the book besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the book besties, please email us at bookbestiespod or at our website, bookbestiespodcast.com.